Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to our friend Darnell Dixon coming up here momentarily. Columnist for the uh, Daily Herald. Gordon will get his thoughts on uh, what we're seeing from this BYU team and uh, really what we see going forward. They have a great chance to go undefeated. I mean, I, I yeah, feel they... confident in saying that. Yeah, it's not like Boise State is a world beater or anything. I mean, they, they beat them last lose, year. Didn't they? Yeah, they lose to Washington last year, like thirty-four to seven in a bowl game or something. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good program, and I think it'll be the probably the toughest test. Uh, I don't know if there's any probably about it uh, this season, especially going up there playing on that dumb blue turf. Hate that oh, stuff. I, hate that. I do too. But you, uh, you know, Cougar fans should be rooting for Boise to be really good. They should be hoping Boise's really, really good because that is, it is going to be the best team they face. I, I, I don't know if San Diego State. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what they're uh, bringing to the table. Gordon, maybe we do a little mm-hmm. bit more of a deep dive on that. But I feel uh, pretty confident in saying that uh, that Boise State uh, game will be their highest profile game, and uh, you want them to be really good because, because. Uh, I think BYU is really good. All right. It's one of those deals. It's one of those deals for Boise State. I think they have like ten returning starters, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, right. it just depends on what you got in the cupboard. Let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He writes for the Daily Herald. He's our friend Darnell Dixon. What's going on, Darnell? How are you? I'm great. Glad to be a special guest. A <laughs> very, the very special guest, uh, Darnell. We love it when you have a chance. <laughs> oh, very. Okay, add that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darn, Darnell, actually, I would advise you to wait until after we're done here before you um, make that assessment. <laughs> 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 uh, let's talk a little bit BYU football. That was the toughest test thus far, Darnell, and BYU looked really, really good. Where are you at uh, on this team and what they've done thus far? Yeah, obviously in the first half and part of the third quarter, you're thinking uh, they're not going to be able to pull this out. But they figured out a way to make it work and dominated down the stretch, especially defensively. And you know, early in that game, it looked like there were just a bunch of guys guarding grass defense. You know, against that pass attack for Houston, and and uh, they they kind of switched it up and went a little bit more pressure, a little bit more man to man, and it seemed to work really well. Um, offensively, certainly Zach Wilson is having a really special season, and sometimes that's what it takes for you to make that step forward beyond just a good team to be a, a very good team in a special season is to have a guy like Zach who is putting up just video game numbers every week and, and looking very, very comfortable out there, um, both running the ball and, and throwing the ball and, and finding guys that um, that can make plays for him. So uh, I'm pretty high on this team right now. Um, 5-0 and is a great start. They've got two games coming up at home that they're going to be favored to win. And, and that Boise State game on, on November 6th is going to be a a very big one for them. They've never won there on the blue turf, so um, it, it's going to be a big moment for Zach and the team to try to pull off something they've never done before. So, Darnell, how involved is Kalani Sataki in the defense this year? Well, that's the good. That's the big question, and I, I kind of wrote about it a little bit in my column this this week that, regardless of what Kalani says, the defense in the second half completely reflects his personality and being more aggressive 
kind of that riverboat gambler guy than it does uh, Elisa Tuiaki's um, profile over the last four or five years as the defensive coordinator with that drop eight philosophy. I mean, I understand that it's not always a drop eight, and there's sometimes they're, they're trying to put pressure and things. But I just felt like uh, Kalani's um, it was a reflection of Kalani's personality and the way they played in the second half defensively. And and if that's the case, then certainly he's been involved in making some of those decisions to go more aggressive, go more man-to-man, and put those guys in the defensive backfield on the island a little bit, uh, try to get a better pass rush. And it, it really worked because this was a team in Houston that was just ripping BYU's pass defense to shreds through the first three quarters. And on their final um, I mean, 19 plays, I figured out, uh, Houston gained eight yards total. So when you change something up that works – um, I, you have to give credit somewhere, and Kalani's going to give credit to his whole defensive staff. That's kind of how they do things there. But I think he's heavily involved, and I think he was heavily involved in making that decision in the second half to go more to that man-to-man defense and, and try to get more pressure on the quarterback. Darnell, I want to talk to you about the evolution of, uh, of Zach Wilson's game, uh, but I want to start with this. What is the biggest difference in your mind between this year, Zach Wilson, and last yeah, that's a that's a good question, and there's several things that can be cited. I mean, one obviously is that he's healthy, and he has wasn't uh, healthy last year and even the year before. Um, that makes a big difference with an athlete if he feels good about what he's doing. Uh, there, there's the comfort level that he has in the offense now that he's been in it for a while. I think he's very comfortable with his receivers, and I think the offensive line is pretty good. So there's a number of reasons that, that step forward. Um, another one that's mentioned quite often on the broadcast is – his training with John Beck in QB3D. Uh, I tell you, he looks a lot like John Beck to me, the way he stands in the pocket and throws. He might be a better runner than John was in college, but he's got a very powerful arm. You can see it when he just flicks his wrist and the ball appears somewhere. Um, so so there, there's a number of reasons why he's doing it. I, I would say probably the biggest reason is just maturity. I mean, he's, he's, he started out uh, as a very young kid in that program because he came to the program early. And he got some playing time right away, and he had to mature a little bit in the way that he approached the game and the way that he threw the ball. And I think that's what we're seeing this year is a combination of those things plus a, a very big step in maturity by, by Zach. Darnell, will you address the offensive line and the running game, the running backs? How would you evaluate them? There have been some high moments, and then against Houston, that ground game uh, wasn't quite as explosive. Yeah, that, that's interesting because I know that the coaches have talked about how teams are really trying to get BYU off the running game. Uh, and I know I know uh, UTSA kind of stacked the line a little bit. I think Houston's kind of a more blitzing-type defense, run-blitz-type defense. Um, I, I think that part of the problem with the, the offense uh, is in terms of the running game is they've had some injuries on the offensive line. And, and a couple of their best guys in Tristan Hawes and James Empey have been out. So that, that takes some some different uh, uh, approach to the game. You've got guys playing out of position maybe a couple of times, learning to play a new role. Um, and, and the running backs, you know, it, it's it's really interesting that what they've gone through with with um, the transfer from Utah that, that went to Utah State and some injuries that they've had. Um, but I like the guys that they have back there. And when they get Sion and Sinau back, I think that's really going to help too. But I think, I think that the running game can definitely improve and part of that will, will will happen when they get healthier on the offensive line and Siona Fino is ready to go. That gives them three solid backs. And I, I think Tyler Algier, I, I think they need to give him the ball more. He's very explosive, and 
not only in the run game, but in the pass game. So I, I think they've got some good parts there. They're relying a lot on Zach Wilson right now. And it'd be nice if they had a little bit of, uh, of a running game that was more consistent than it's been maybe this year. Is there an ex- uh, who's the best example of a surprise performer this year, a surprise contributor for BYU in your mind? Well, I think one of the biggest has has got to be Dax Milne. I mean, I I, I know his story pretty well. Um, as a as a Bingham kid, you're not going to get the ball thrown your way that much. But he wasn't even the, the highest rated receiver on on the team. That, that's his teammate, <laughs> Braden Cosper. So, uh, the, what Dax has done is just worked his way to to a position where um, he's dangerous. And the fact that that Gunnar Romney was was uh, out of that game against Houston in the second half, and Dax was really the guy they were relying on. Houston couldn't cover him, and, and so Dax has made a, a more significant contribution than I assumed that he would. I thought he was a pretty good receiver, and he showed some flashes last year. But to be as dominant as he was in that game on on Saturday, Friday night was, was pretty crazy. And, and Dax uh, has done it a lot himself. You have to give maybe some credit to the coaches for helping him to develop as well because I don't think a lot of people saw him being that kind of a dynamic receiver when he joined the program as a walk-on. When we watch this offense, uh, Darnell, a lot of people, myself included, have asked how good would it be if Matt Bushman were involved uh, obviously, he's not. Uh, how would you evaluate the guys who have replaced him? And uh, and real quick, do you have an update on Gunnar Romney's injury? Yeah, the, the all we know about Gunnar right now is that he's uh, um, he's a little banged up, and so he's questionable for the game on Saturday. Um, as far as the tight ends are concerned, I, I was a little concerned at first because the first couple of games they didn't really throw to the tight end all that much. I think it's a pretty big weapon, but they've kind of started to get Isaac Rex and Carter Weed involved there. Um, and and uh, I, I think that that has helped them to be a little more diverse. And then Mason Wake has just been a real revelation as well. He's kind of an H-back, fullback type. And Kalani said today, those guys that play tight end, they're really just fullbacks. And, and Mason uh, has the propensity, as we've seen, to jump over people when he's running the ball. But he's also a very good blocker. I have soft hands, and, and I think that they've done a good job in, in making that position valuable to the offense. But Matt Bushman was special, and I think he was going to have a really, really good year. Difficult to replace, but I think they've got some good talent there, some good young talent uh, from the tight end spot, and I think they'll continue to use them a little bit more as the season goes on. Circling back to Zach Wilson for a second, Darnell, what do you think the odds are that uh, this is his final season at BYU? Yeah, that's a great question, and, and I, I don't know if we're going to see uh, the, the real truth here until some of these other leagues, the, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, start playing. Um, and, and, and in fact, with BYU getting a lot of national pub, I don't know how much that continues when those other leagues start up and, and BYU's games aren't being broadcast on ESPN every single weekend. Um, so so that will be something to kind of monitor. But I think it's entirely possible, Zach Wilson, to play himself into a – um, being drafted in the first several rounds, and, and that's a good position to be in, and you kind of have to strike while the iron's hot. Um, it, it's, it's Like I said, it's kind of hard to know yet until we've seen some of these other Pac-12 and, and Big Ten quarterbacks that are, that are going to get some accolades. But at this point, he's putting up numbers, uh, and, I, and I think he would test out very well when the, when the, um, the combines start to, to process what he can do. Um, strong arm. Um, good, good, uh, good speed as a as a runner, 
and making really good decisions so far this year. So I think it's entirely possible that this could be his last year. But there's still a lot of football left to play and a lot of new new teams that will start playing in the next couple of weeks. So you talked, Darnell, about the offensive line. How about the performance of the defensive line? And is Kyrus Tonga going to be okay? Yeah, we've been told that he'll be able to be available uh, for, for the game on Saturday. Um, this defensive line is interesting to me because – the guys that are making big contributions like Bracken, Albacri, and Zach Dahl are not guys that were highly recruited. I mean, these are guys that have, some of them have been walk-ons. They've, they've done their time. They've, they've uh, developed, and they're solid, solid players. And, and we, we all kind of think that, that Kyrus Tonga is a special player that could play in, in, in the league um, when he finishes at BYU. These other guys, I don't think anyone ever really considered that they would have this kind of impact. They play a lot of three-man front, and that, that – puts a lot of pressure on those guys when they want to get some some uh, some pressure on the quarterback. And they've been able to do that. They're pretty solid against the run. So I've been pretty impressed with how they've been able to kind of piece together a defensive line that's not dominant with a lot of you know, three- and four-star guys, but guys that can, can do the job. And, and Zach had a terrific ball game on, on, on Friday. I thought he was really good against the run, pass rush, broke up a pass, um, had a sack. I mean, I, I think that that those guys are what BYU likes to talk about when they say, you know, we've got a great walk-on program, and it, it doesn't matter if you're a scholarship player or not. As long as you perform, you can play. Zach and Bracken are, are guys that are, are really the epitome of that. Darnell Dixon is with us from the uh, Daily Herald. Um, the most interesting thing about Texas State is what? <laughs> no. Man, I haven't done a real deep dive into them yet. Um <laughs> So uh, I don't know yet. I mean, I, I think that that I think they're a pretty young program when it comes to Division One. So that's always kind of intriguing how they've been able to build up. And you always know that that they recruit Texas. Texas has got a lot of great football players, and uh, BYU is playing a lot of teams from Texas this year. So that might be the most interesting thing about them that I've discovered yet. But like I said, I have yet to do a deep dive into what they're going to bring to the table. I think they've played a lot of close games. I think they, they've been competitive and their record doesn't really reflect that. And that BYU is going to have to pay attention to detail if they want to um, make make this big splash on, on Saturday with 6,000 people in the stands for the first time. Darnell, if you do a deep dive on Texas State, watch out. You'll probably bonk your head on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, you, I do my best. Yeah. What do you yeah, What are you seeing along the linebacker? Uh, in the linebacker core, uh, any surprises there, or is that pretty much what you expected? Uh, I think that they're pretty deep there. Um, I, I love Peyton Wilgar. I think he's he's probably their most productive linebacker, um, followed by Isaiah Kafusi and Kavika Fanua has been kind of moving back and forth between linebacker and nickel. Um, they've got good good talent there. It's too bad Chaz you got hurt because I think he would have had a really good season as well. Um, defensively, those linebackers are really important, and, and they have to be able to kind of be hybrids to be able to play pass defense and, and against against the run as well. And you know, so far, obviously, the numbers have been really good. What BYU has put up, they had a, a bad quarter against UTSA, and and uh, they ended up in the first half not really playing. I didn't think that well against Houston, but turned it around. So, but those numbers are interesting to me because you know the way that the schedule was laid out previously, they wouldn't have been a, a top three defensive numbers team 
playing against that schedule, but because of the teams they've played, they have been. And normally what we see is this defense uh, towards the end of the season, those numbers improve because they're playing G5 teams into the B5 teams. Um, that's not going to happen this year. So their numbers will, will be really high, I think, throughout the season. And the linebackers do obviously play a big part in that. I, I have one follow-up question I wanted to throw in at you, Darnell. It's this. How many uh, future NFL players do you think are on this team? Hmm. NFL guys. Well, we've already talked about a couple of them, Kyrus Tonga and, and Zach Wilson. I think Matt Bushman, should he come back healthy, would be an NFL player. Um, beyond that, maybe some of the offensive linemen. Um, I think that, that – uh, um, they, they've put together a pretty good group there if, if they're helped. James Empey, I think, has started every game until he got hurt this year since his freshman season. Um, and I think there's some good talent there. Tristan Hodge may get a look. So there, there's some, but I, I don't know that, that there's anybody that's a lock at this point. Um, but I, I think that, that their, their talent's improving, and that's something that, that has to happen. They. All, all places like to talk about how they like to recruit their OKGs, their R kind of guys. And BYU specifically really has to do that in order for them to follow the honor code and, and feel comfortable there. Um, and I think they, they've done a good job of that. And I see the, the offensive line is one of the deepest on, on the team. And that's why they've been able to kind of go through these injuries and still be effective in a lot of ways. So um, that, that's kind of my take on, on the NFL with those guys. Most of them just want an opportunity, and and you know, with with COVID, it's difficult because they aren't going to get those individual workouts that they might have gotten. And so that that plays a big part as they they work into that February and, and March area this year. Darnell, thank you very much for jumping on with us. We always appreciate it. All right, guys, have a great afternoon. You Back too. at you. Uh, that's our friend Darnell Dixon, uh, writes for the Daily Herald, jumping on with us to talk a little bit about BYU. Darnell sounds pretty uh, even keeled as it uh, as he evaluates this team. You know, he knows that they have some promise, but he also knows that they've been playing a lot of dog teams, and so it's it's really. Uh, that's no big surprise. We've talked about it since the beginning, but uh, it's 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 something that you always have to keep in mind. And it sounds like you're being negative, but I don't mean to be negative. I'm just looking at it realistically as to try and establish what it is that BYU has this year. Uh, certainly, they have a fantastic quarterback, and uh, and they've got some nice talent in some of the other areas. But it's almost like the strength of the team is emerging as a mindset uh, that they feel confident. And that could also be uh, coming to them by way of these big scores that they've rolled up. That, uh, you know, what happens when you score a lot? If you're an offensive player, you're confident, right? And maybe some of that bleeds over from Zach Wilson over to some of his mates on that side of the ball all right gordon i'm going to bring back an old bit but i but i think it's fun all right the the confidence o meter all right okay on a scale of zero to one thousand what is your confidence that this will be zach wilson's final season at byu if he keeps playing like he is right now i don't see any reason for him to come back I need a number. Uh, other, other, other than physicality, if he wants to build himself up a little more, and uh, he has been injured in the past, but that's both a reason 
to want to strengthen yourself and to want to get the heck out of playing in a situation where you're not, uh, you know, you're not at the, the highest level. So, but you got to you got to play along, Gordon. I need a number zero to one thousand. Uh, that he'll that he that this is his last year. This is his final year. I put it at about nine hundred. Wow. Okay. Strong by Gordon. He's he's on a bunch of lists. I mean, the the national, uh, you know, uh, the national co- media is covering him, and uh, he's on a bunch of draft boards. As I've seen him as high as the second best quarterback out there, which seems extraordinarily high. But that's the that's the kind of attention he's getting. So I like that's a this is a strong take on your part. And well. Um, there are some uh, some caveats there. Uh, one is if he stays healthy, you know, that could uh, play a role in it. But I, I was looking at uh, – let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, the odds uh, for Heisman favorites now. I don't know if you saw this, but here it is. Let me see. Um, uh, let's see. Heisman Trophy winner odds at this point. Uh Trevor Lawrence four to seven, Mac Jones nine to two, Justin Fields seven to one, and then there's a tie between Jaden Jalen Waddle, uh, the receiver out of Alabama, uh, Harris out of Alabama, the running back, and Zach Wilson. They're all twenty-two to one, so he's right there, like fourth on the list of Heisman odds for coming out of Vegas. I, that's pretty remarkable when you think where, where he started this season. I'd, I'd be interested to see more draft boards uh, just because I don't know if the Magic Wizard in Vegas uh, is the, the proper measuring stick for this. Uh, usually they're pretty clued into what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I know, but I, there's no way Zach Wilson's going to win the Heisman. Come on. That's not happening. Well, I know, but he, but, well, but he could he be first. He's fourth. No, I, I got you. But uh, but like Jordan Love wasn't going to win the Heisman last year and first round quarterback. Yeah, because that's what we're talking about. Right. Him not coming back. Yeah. But uh, but uh, you, we were talking about as far as the way he is viewed right now. And he is he is uh, gained a lot of ground in that regard. And why wouldn't he? I mean, you look at the, his presence, he seems calm. I get it. He's beating relatively either, you know, mediocre to bad teams. But he struggled against some sort of middle-of-the-tier teams last year, and I see none of that struggle this year, uh, at least not that he can't overcome. And so there is progress that has been made. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I think pro scouts are liking what they're seeing. They understand the competition he's going up against, but there have been high draft picks in the past that have come out of uh, less than, you know, top ten programs. Which BYU is almost top ten now, but they, you know, they, they, they have gone on to thrive in the NFL. Where did Phil Sims play? He played at Moorhead State or something like that. I mean, they're, they're, I know they're sort of exceptions but uh, there are a lot of guys out there a number of guys out there who have 
played well it, it, against competition that might not be NFL level or anything close to it, but that have gone into the right situation with the right mindset and been able to thrive. All right, uh, we're talking more college football coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.